0: This is Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda. I'm Johnny Hart and you're listening to the Market Insights Market Pulse podcast. Let's join our experts for Wednesday. It's trader Nick in the United States and Oanda Senior Market Analyst in London, Craig Earlham. Now, Nick, I wanted to ask you, first of all, we've heard today from the Bank of Japan uh, a much trailed announcement from the BOJ about monetary policy. But in the end, they've decided that everything is going to remain unchanged, although there is quite a dovish tone to what's been said.
1: Yes, and I guess with the Bank of Japan, they have a a tendency to behave a lot different than what we kind of expect on the Western side of things. You know, very clearly we have the chair speaking and we get a, a pretty clear shot. Uh, there's a lot of contention here where some Bank of Japan officials, I guess not so unlike our own Western style, there's some contention here. There's difference in opinions, but Ueda did kind of have a bit of a more Dovish tone, and you know this is something that that is an interesting thing to watch because the yen has been really strong recently compared to, of course, uh, it's been incredibly weak for uh, most of 2023. So it's an interesting kind of shift in direction. However, we saw the dollar-yen trade up off of its lows. It was recently trading as low as around 141 against the dollar. Uh, the yen, in that case, being 141 yen to get one dollar that swung back the other direction here since that two-day meeting. Um, and so we, we now kind of see that the dollar trading a little stronger against the yen. And notably, that is largely due to yen weakness because the dollar itself is not looking uh, exceptionally strong right now. So um, when pulling up the currency pair here, you have an interesting swing back the other direction. And, you know, that's that's a noticeable move. That's, that's almost 400 pips swung back the other direction. It's been a very, very hot topic in the currency side of things, the dollar-yen uh, specifically, being this interesting dynamic where you have uh, a Federal Reserve, which seems now to be shifting its entire conversation about rate cuts, while you know you have the Bank of Japan, there's a little bit of mixed. The Governor Ueda being on the dovish side of things throws a little bit of cold water on this, this idea that uh, the yen is just this powerhouse where, again, there's some mixed sentiment here. I do think that in you know the currency world, uh, it's always important to look at the full room, and um, you know we'll hear from from Craig in a moment just about the Bank of England and with that that inflation number, we did get some cooling inflation there. That's also what we're seeing. You know, again the the inflation cool down trend is present in, in several places in Europe and, and now in UK and uh, in the US. And it is a, a difference, I guess, in the the mindset and approach that uh, the Bank of Japan is taking. But overall, it does create some interesting setups. As we end the year, we round into 2024. On the currency side, there there is quite a bit of difference in some of the central banks from east to west. So I think that it could cause some good volatility as we go into the the new year. And in terms of other currency pairs, I know, again, Craig will have a little bit more to say on this, but the pound dollar uh, did trade lower off of this news. It lost some of its steam. uh, But meanwhile, the euro is staying very strong uh, against the US dollar, almost trading back up to that 1.10 level at the time of recording the podcast here. I also want to make note in this somewhat Dovish shift, this kind of pivot across many of the central banks. We do see something noticeable happening. We have we have the uh, the Dow Jones Industrial Average hitting another all time high. It is back above that thirty seven thousand, which is uh, a significant push higher. And as we speak today, we are hitting yet again, another record high trading 37,641 with some of the other indices, not too far off their highs as well. You have the S&P 500, I believe getting pretty dang close, but not quite there. Same thing with the NASDAQ. But again, I think that that shows even if you're a currency trader or commodities trader, understanding that indices nearing their record highs is a tell in terms of market sentiment. People are a lot more optimistic about the outlook uh, and the way things are going than they were certainly at the you know start of this year. And um, as we go into 2024, it seems like there is quite a bit of optimism.
0: Meanwhile, on this side of the Atlantic, Craig, we've seen a surprise fall in inflation today, raising hopes that the Bank of England will actually begin cutting interest rates sooner than expected. Uh, the numbers, inflation falling from 46 to 3.9% last month. Now, that was much lower than expected. How have the markets reacted to that news, Craig?
2: Yeah, the markets have reacted really well, understandably. Uh, If you think just a week ago, we had the central bank pushing back against the prospect of interest rate cuts in the near term. In fact, three policymakers of the nine on the MPC voted to raise interest rates just a week ago. Now, markets ignored that because the Bank of England is focused on the messaging now, and they don't want the messaging now to be talking about interest rate cuts when inflation is still far too high and wage growth is worryingly high but the trend in inflation for a few months at least has been extremely positive even taking aside favorable base effects in things like energy prices and we've seen that in today's inflation data now a week ago when the boe uh, voted six to three in favor of holding with three voting for a hike as i've alluded to markets continue to price in three or four interest rate cuts next year because of what the fed had said the day before and the fact that we were seeing falling inflation anywhere, everywhere. So it was the idea that if we're seeing falling inflation everywhere and we're seeing it in the UK, then the Bank of England is just effectively late with its messaging. And today, after that big inflation beat, uh, we've now seen markets pricing in five or six rate cuts, just like we're seeing for the ECB and the Federal Reserve. In fact, the odds of a sixth rate cut by the end of next year is now higher than that of the Fed and the ECB. So in all cases, we're looking at five or six, all aligned. And in each case, we're seeing inflation falling. And on a broad-based level as well, we're not talking about individual things dragging it lower. It's very broad-based, including the services sector. The flip side that is, is services inflation and wages are still too high. So we need to see those subside. But if you think that they're two things that are very interlinked, a big part of the services that we pay for is wages and wages have been very high because inflation has been very high. Now that inflation is falling, you would expect wage growth will subside as well with a loosening labour market that brings down uh, uh, services costs and therefore brings down services inflation. So I think the trends we've seen in the last few months have been extremely positive. And I think the messaging we get from the Bank of England in February is going to be extremely different to the one we've just had this month.
0: Although one of the reasons we've got that drop in inflation is because of a fall in energy and uh particularly oil prices, and oil today has risen because of increasing concerns about the Red Sea and the possible potential problems in oil delivery via the Red Sea at the moment.
2: I would say it's in part due to that. I mean, again, just for some context here, Brent crude's trading around $80 a barrel. The lowest was around $72, 72.30. The lowest for the year was around $70 a barrel. So just a week ago, we weren't trading too far from the 2023 lows in oil. But uh, a few weeks before that, or say a month before that, uh, in, in October, oil was as high as $90 a barrel. So we're trading around the mid-level, and $80 isn't particularly inflationary uh, from an oil perspective. But there was a time just a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago, when the bank was concerned about the potential inflationary consequences of oil because of how high it was trading, because OPEC Plus was about to announce a new cut as well, and the economy looked like it was doing okay. Times have changed since then, so now... Even going into next year, I think people looking at oil and energy markets as a whole as being more of a disinflationary factor as opposed to a overly inflationary factor. But going back to how oil's traded over the last couple of days, yeah, I think what we're seeing in the Red Sea is having some impact. But I think you can always tell how big an impact based on the knee-jerk reaction to these situations, and the knee-jerk wasn't that big. Oil ended the day when when this started around three percent higher. So we're not talking about a massive move in oil on the back of that. And it has trended higher, but there are other factors as well and i think the main factor to be honest with the oil price move is interest rate expectations if central banks now from the from the bank of canada to the fed the ecb the bank of england so on and so forth are expecting to cut interest rates by one percent one and a half percent or so next year that could enable all of these countries and, and economies within them to avoid a recession next year and even towards the end of the year start to grow at a decent rate because interest rates are no longer incredibly restrictive. And that boosts the global economy compared to expectations a week and a half ago, and therefore, in theory, boosts demand for oil as well. So I think that's had a bigger impact probably on oil prices, even if what you've just said with the Red Sea has probably contributed and remains an upside risk as well, because what's happening in the Red Sea Potentially impacting flows uh, and transportation, incurring extra costs and creating short-time supply disruptions, potentially again is an upside risk for the price of oil. But I would say what we've seen in the market so far, we haven't seen anything huge, which suggests that people think in the near term that it'll either be dealt with or that it doesn't pose a significant risk.
0: And Nick, we've had the UK CPI today. On Friday, on your side of the Atlantic, we're going to get the latest call PCE numbers, which will be another important indicator to what happens to interest rates next year
1: it certainly is going to be a, a noticeable figure or something to to keep an eye on i will say also you know we we usually uh, preface pce numbers with the idea that you know we usually get cpi and ppi before that which give us a lot of the inflation statistics already it has been pretty clear now that inflation seems to be coming down pretty meaningfully core pce i think most traders most investors will simply be looking for that number to confirm and to continue the the trend this is very different than where we were several months ago where the consensus the the almost the path of least resistance was inflation was just gonna be a problem and stay sticky and it wasn't going anywhere i think we're in a different time now now it's the consensus is it's coming down it should just keep coming down and the only thing that really surprises or gets markets moving, I think, is a tick much higher in inflation, which is very, very unlikely. So, um, and again, that that is why it would cause such a market stir. Is if you got something surprising, it would be very against consensus in terms of again this continued uh, inflation cooling that we are seeing. So I think, again, core PCE on Friday, people are going to be just keeping an eye on that to make sure that things are staying in line. We do have final GDP, uh, not usually a big market mover, but could still be something to watch out for and claims on Thursday as well. Uh, But again, in terms of your question about inflation how meaningful how important is this i would say it is only important if it is a sudden disappointment but for the most part i think it's just let's check this off in our line of you know basically good news in the inflation front and i will add on there again we just mentioned moments ago that stock market hitting all time highs dollar index has fallen a lot The standards are very high for this inflation trend to continue lower. If there's any surprises there, market volatility could get much higher, even though that is going to be on December 22nd, right backed up to Christmas, which is the week after.
0: Trader Nick in the United States, Craig Earlham in London. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. Thanks, Johnny. Thanks a lot. Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda.